Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, all you have to do is head over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. On your desktop or mobile device, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source, it really is, for all your upcoming sporting wagering needs, including live betting at everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So join today, learn why everyone is saying BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. Bet online where the game starts. It's officially ice cream season in Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carvel in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in and grab their bunny and egg-shaped cakes, along with a four-pack of hip-hop bunnies. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh, so no matter what kind of treat or design you want, they make it happen. Carvel is open seven days a week. Brewerton Road, North Syracuse. America's favorite since 1934, and open Easter Sunday. So, go get your Bunny and egg cakes, or those four packs of hip hop bunnies. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. This is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. For example, if you have an Apple iPhone, Go to your podcast button off your apps, search ML Sports Platter, hit follow or subscribe, whatever uh, the updated version is for you, and you will get new and archived episodes of this program with guests like Bob Casas, Eric Wood, Adrian Wojnarowski, Baseball Hall of Famers, and many, many more. Ian O'Connor, Armin Katan, Mark Teixeira, you name it, here on the ML Sports Platter. And you can hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. We are brought to you by our great friends over at Burn Dairy, Welch and Company Jewelers, Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, and the Allen Angus Pub. If you're in and around Central New York, before and after all the big events, doesn't matter what it is, crunch hockey, uh, could be uh, Broadway shows, uh, anything around uh, downtown Syracuse, make sure you stop by for the best darn Angus burger in town. They've also got gift cards available for any occasion. The Allen Angus Pub is the official pub of the ML Sports Platter, and I do want to throw a tip of the cap thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform, as well as Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare. So baseball is underway, just a few games so far this season. Can't really learn a lot from the first couple days, first week, two weeks. From the first month, we can learn a little, but still not a lot. And the learning process in Major League Baseball is very similar to the playoff process, right? You can't learn everything in the month of April. It's very, yeah, it's, 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 it, it's impossible, right? Um, you know, it, it's kind of like the, the playoff argument, right? You can't win your division. You can't win a playoff spot in April, but you can certainly lose one, right? And with, you know, learning about teams and whatnot in, in the month of April, um, you can certainly say the same thing, you know. 
Um, you can't learn everything, but you can certainly learn something or a little bit. Um, and so that we'll leave it at that, um, you know, learning a little bit at this particular point. And I'm focusing in on this entire podcast on the New York Yankees. And I just kind of want to forecast the season from top to bottom, uh, you know, expectations, what this looks like this year for them. Um, you know, first of all, I think this is a little bit of a better Yankees team than last year, at least on paper. Um, that doesn't mean I love the roster, but Brian Cashman, uh, who I can't stand, everybody knows that, and I'm not going to rehash that right now, but Brian Cashman, you know, getting rid of Gary Sanchez and understanding, you know, that he's just not, he's just not the, the guy behind the plate, right? Um, and when you think about it, Gio Urshela is probably a tad overrated, uh, was hit and miss as a hitter. I mean, very, very streaky. And he had his share of injuries as well, right? And so Cashman's able to move those two guys to uh, the Minnesota Twins, um, and they are able to pick up um, you know, better defense, certainly, uh, and also upgrade from within. You know, Kyle Higashioka will hopefully be the um, – you know, he'll probably be the, the starting catcher with some support behind him. Um, and, you know, you, you've now got a, a better um, outlook up the middle. You've got better defenders um, with Higashioka and Rodvet and Jose Trevino uh, in there at catcher. And obviously, um, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa uh, uh, will be, I, I think he's going to be a pretty good defender. Um, you know, and then Donaldson at third, we'll see. His health is really the big thing. The only thing I didn't like about that trade was picking up Josh Donaldson's 50-plus million dollars over the next two years while he's 36 and 37. Now, it can go one of two ways. One, could be a complete uh, just money waster where you could have put 20, 21 million towards Freddie Freeman, uh, a guy who signed for 31 a year, uh, or I guess it would have been what was a little bit more than that maybe. Um but Freddie Freeman uh, could have gone uh, could have gone for that uh, a little bit more than that amount than twenty one. Uh, Matt Olson, you know, the Yankees probably were the, the thing when the Yankees try to trade with other teams, um, the other teams just because they just ask for every single really really great prospect. In some cases, that's true elsewhere in baseball, but it's more so with the Yankees. Uh, for whatever reason, that's the case. I'm sure that they asked for. Um, you know, multiple big-time prospects, maybe Anthony Volpe. I mean, they, they, they probably asked for everybody. Um, you know, maybe they asked for Luis Heel and, and Davey Garcia and Volpe, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah, it's a lot, but, you know, maybe Manaya or somebody else could have come over to help the staff with Oakland. Um, you know, Matt Olson was, was on the roster as well. He was obviously trade bait because the Braves picked him up. Um, but I, I just, uh, I, I wonder... Um, how deep in the weeds, you know, the Yankees really got with looking at Matt Olson. Um, you know, I definitely would have traded maybe one of their shortstop guys, um, not Volpe. Um, but I, I think that there's certainly a, a possibility that you could, you know, move off of one of them if it meant getting a player the caliber of Matt Olson, who is just everything. I mean, he hits for average, he hits for power, he's a great glove at first base. You have it, and you had a need there before you signed Anthony Rizzo, right? So um, th- there might have been some some potential there to bring in a Matt Olson. 
Um, you know, Oswald Peraza, I mean, look, if I had to pick between him and Anthony Volpe, I'd probably say that Volpe is ahead of the curve right now, although Peraza uh, already is off to a nice start in AAA. Uh, maybe they'll both be up. Um, the Donaldson thing also, another thing that I don't like about it is obviously his age. Um, you know, it's going to go again one way or the other. It's going to be a money waster and he's going to get injured or he's going to produce fairly well. He's still a very good contact to ball hitter. And I'll get to that in a minute as well. Cause the Yankees have improved in that area. Um, you know, hitting more to contact and spraying the field and all the rest, but Donaldson's age problem, obviously, uh, and the money problem right now, but if he plays well and stays healthy, bat to ball, solid contact hitter, one of the best fastball hitters still in baseball, and he has a legit chance at third base to be a pretty darn good fielder, and he will probably DH and play third base. He's not going to play 154 games at third base. He might not even play 140 games total. I would expect him to play about 115, 20 at third base, and then another 20 to 30 at DH. Um, you know, DJ LeMahieu can play third base when Donaldson DHs or has the day off. There, there are a lot of options for Aaron Boone um, with, with, with the players that they have. So they got better from a defensive standpoint. They got better from a contact um, hitting standpoint, not just the slugging situation. Josh Donaldson certainly can pop it out of the ballpark, but uh, bat to ball contact hitter can spray it in the gaps, etc. plus the power. Uh, you know, that's certainly better than, I don't know, a Gary Sanchez. Uh, Gio Urshela, again, solid player, solid uh, hitter, but again, very, very streaky. Now you bring in Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, and you've got a situation where he uh, will be able to, I personally think, uh, have a real opportunity at you know the age of 26 to develop his career in the Bronx and get a lot of spotlight on him. Uh, for now and in the future, if he doesn't end up in pinstripes for the next several years, so uh, you know, and he's a, he's a contact uh, guy. Um, he hits to contact. He's not a power player. I know he's right-handed. I know that they're heavy right-handed right now, but at least it's more of that mold than it is the oh, here we go. Let's just do the launch angle uppercut deal and try to see what happens uh, with our entire roster. Over uh, overdoing it with analytics. Glaber Torres, of course, is one of those guys who. You know, just a few years ago, had a ton of home runs and has hit barely any since because the Yankees have messed with his swing, ruined him psychologically, moving him to, to shortstop. He was never a shortstop. Um, so the Yankees got better up the middle. The Yankees got, uh, uh, you know, by, by by getting better up the middle, they've gotten better defensively. They're You know, they've gotten better with the ball, you know, the contact, um, contact hitting uh, implemented to try to balance out some of the power. Um you know, and I think really what this boils down to is I think this team's probably around a 92-93 win team. Um, I don't have them winning the division. Uh, it would be very, very important for them to do so, but I don't have them winning the AL East. Um, I'm, I'm going to kind of give some predictions and uh, previews and whatnot um, through... I, don't, I haven't decided if I'm going to do a full baseball preview yet or not, but I'm certainly going to do some, some, some video content so make sure you go subscribe to my channel, Mike L Sports, on YouTube. Um, I'm leaning, you know, kind of towards Toronto uh, winning the the division as I record this. Um, you know, Tampa, I don't think is going to go away. I know they've traded Austin Meadows and others there, but they just it doesn't matter. They just seem to figure it out. Uh, they'll find pitching somewhere. Wander Franco will be an MVP candidate. I mean, the you know the Rays will figure it out. Um, the Yankees, to me, are basically even though they're a little bit better than last year, they're basically the same model. And this model does not work. 
They have unproven hitters who, you know, have failed to hit in the clutch. They have a starting rotation. And I understand what the metrics say, and I understand what the numbers say. I don't need them. You know, I heard about, oh, well, their pitching actually last year was underrated and da-da-da. We have most of the guys in the rotation were only giving you four or five innings, and then they would go to the bullpen, and they messed around with openers and all this other sort of stuff, right? You know, and you need guys still to this day, okay? Baseball's been playing, played for a hundred and whatever it's been, 35, 40 years. You still need guys who can go deep into the game. And if you can go six, seven, eight innings on occasion, you don't have to tax your bullpen. The Yankee bullpen was taxed last year and the year before and the year before that, right? Um, So I just think that they lack pitching. I mean, they're really trying to get Luis Severino in there at the number two spot in that rotation, right? Um, But can you really count on Severino? He's basically been damaged goods as a Yankee uh, since a few years back when he got some Cy Young votes. Um, He's had every injury under the the sun. Uh, The Yankee pitching staff and Matt Blake and all these dummies are trying to get the the pitching staff to throw like a plethora more sliders. I don't know as if that's the right idea. Um, But they're really pushing and hoping that Severino can get up there into the number two spot right behind Garrett Cole. You know, and then the other guys on on the staff, you've got Jordan Montgomery, you've got Jamison Tyone, and you've got Nestor Cortez. And I just don't feel great about that. Jamison Tyone is damaged goods. Um, Jordan Montgomery, I might feel the best about after Garrett Cole, although Garrett Cole has a lot to prove this year as well. Post-spider attack and all that, his last four postseason outings have been dreadful. He got crushed by the Red Sox last year in the wild card game and a quick early exit there. Uh, Garrett Cole, by the way, for being quote unquote, one of the best pitchers in the game, he's on the short list of pitchers, top three, top five. Is he? I mean, for, for being that guy, he doesn't have a lot of accolades, right? I mean, let's be honest right now. I mean, he doesn't have a, a, a Cy Young. He doesn't have, uh, a world series MVP. He doesn't have a world series. So, uh, I just, man, you look at this right now and, and I just, this pitching staff, it, it leaves a lot. Um, you know, and just not a lot to write home about, in my opinion, you know, um, and I think that the season will come down to the following few things. Number one, it will come down to Garrett Cole and it will come down to the rest of the pitching staff. Um, whether two guys or three guys are able to perform, um, the pitching staff needs to be there without a doubt. Obviously, a lot rides on health, right? And from the pitching, if the pitching can hang in, uh, you've got a bullpen that then will be more rested. And we know that they have a lot of guys coming out of the pen. Chad Green, right? Clay Holmes. Uh, I'm sure that there'll be spot starts and bullpen work for guys like Michael King and Clark Schmidt. Um, the Yankees still have no idea what they're, uh, what they're doing with those guys. Um you know, you've got uh, you've got a lot of Wandy Peralta's in there, Lucas Leak's in there. Um, you have a lot of players that you know. Chapman has obviously been a disaster, especially in the postseason. You have a lot of guys coming out of the bullpen. They're solid relievers, right? They are. A lot of these guys can blow away hitters. Ninety-five and up, they're throwing that all the time. However, when they get taxed, Jonathan Loizaga, another one. Right when they get taxed and they get worn down, they're the same bullpen that it's been the last several years. And I just don't trust the makeup. I don't trust this pitching staff. I don't trust that they can stay healthy. I don't trust that they can produce. 
And again, I don't want to hear about, well, leading the AL in team ERA, or they're the one of one of the best composite staffs. I'm so sick of reading that. One of the best composite staffs in Major League Baseball. You have to be joking with me right now. Um, I just think that it's, uh, you know, it, it's a really tall order. It's a tough division. Um, a lot of other teams made some big splashes. Um, I don't even think the Yankees are maybe one of the top four or five teams in the entire American League. I would not be surprised to see them squeak into the playoffs and get a last wild card berth. My prediction for this season will be that they are one of the wild card teams, whether that's you know the fourth, fifth, or sixth team in terms of ranking for the American League. Um, I don't know, but I, I would expect them to win a wild card and then lose in the wild card best of three or the round robin type of a thing that they're doing this year. Um, or win and then, you know, advance to the ALDS and lose there. I don't see them getting past the ALDS. Um, he, he, here's, here's a big, 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 big thing, right? The playoff format has six teams. So in our 10th place participation trophy society, the sixth place team will be getting a handout. Now, having said that, I actually kind of like this better than the old format. And here's why. Because, look, the first two teams in the in, in each league, right? The top two teams, top two division winners, uh, they'll get a bye to the DS, right? To the league division series, okay? And then from there, you have your third place division winner and three wild cards playing in that sort of bracket thing. They play a best of three series, though. So in baseball, playing 162 games, you know, coming down to one game in the playoffs, it kind of seems foolish, right? Well, no more um, until they change it again. But that's where we're at now. So I think the Yankees will be in that, you know, that bottom four. Certainly, I, I, I don't see the division winner um, happening, which they could still do, but they'd be there at the three. They, you know, again, the goal is to finish in the top two if you're the Yankees. If you can get to, if you can win the division and be either the one or the two seed, I think that would be huge for New York. I really do. A um, couple other keys to the season and what I think it's going to come down to. Um, you know, look, I talked about Garrett Cole and the starting staff. And health, obviously, is just the overall thing with this team, just like many others. Um, so that'll be a huge thing. And I think that there's a couple of guys on the offensive side of things. And again, a lot of this is based on health. You know, Stanton, Judge, we know Aaron Hicks is always hurt. Um, you know, Anthony Rizzo, they bring back to play first base. The guy I'm looking at is DJ LeMahieu. If DJ LeMahieu can kind of have a comeback season, because last year we know he struggled, okay? I think the lineup changes a little bit, right? Remember that old saying, hitting is contagious, you know? Well, when DJ LeMahieu hits and he starts to set the tone, um, things are a lot different, in my opinion, you know? Um... I already kind of gave you my projected rotation um, for the uh, for the uh, for the season uh, with the starting pitching. Um, as far as my projected lineup, um, I think you know it's going to be interesting because the Yankees can take DJ LeMay, who doesn't have a set position. He can play first. He can play second. He can DH. He can play third. Um, you know, and I think it would probably bode well for the Yankees in many cases in, in, in having uh, John Carlos Stanton play the field again quite a bit because he seemed to be extra focused um, and, and it helped him at the plate 
Um, you know, I, I like basically Higashioka um, behind the plate. Uh, Anthony Rizzo at first. Uh, this is just one one scenario. Uh, DJ LeMahieu at second. Um, you know, and then I think, you know, obviously Donaldson can be at third. Um, you have a situation, obviously, with the infield defense that I just, you know, had mentioned about being way, way better up the middle. Um, I, I think, you know, I'm really intrigued to see what this Kiner uh, Falefa guy can do uh, defensively. But, you know, you'd think he's a natural shortstop here, so he would be at short. Um, and then left field Gallo center field judge, right field uh, Carlos Stanton, and then you could DH Glaber Torres in that scenario. Um, you could also go to, um, you know, a, a different type of a deal. When you DH Giancarlo Stanton, you know, judge can play right. Uh, I like judge better in right anyway. I don't want him in center having to run inside the gaps and, and, and you know, put his body more at risk. Um, but you know, you could put, you could put judge in right. You could put Joey Gallo, um, in left and then Aaron Hicks in center. Um, you could go, you could go Donald's, you could go, uh, uh, Donaldson at third. Um, you know, you could probably just go, I would say Kalefa again. Um, you know, it's short, um, in, in this situation. Uh, but I, I, I think, you know, and then you could put, let's say you put Glaber at second. And then you put uh, Anthony Rizzo at first, uh, or you put DJ LeMahieu at first in that specific situation. You bring Rizzo off as a lefty, be- uh, uh, you know, bench hitter. Um, you could easily, easily do that one as well. Um, so there are just a lot of options here. Um, you know, when you when you play LeMahieu, um, you can absolutely, positively uh, do some different things. I think um, DHY if you play him at third. Uh, you could you could go DJ LeMahieu at third, give Josh Donaldson the day off, right? Uh, and then at first base, you could go uh, go uh, Anthony Rizzo, um, and then you know at second, you could put Glaber Torres right there, and uh, you know mix and match that way, keep the outfield what I said before or the time before that. Um, but I think it'll be it'll all come down I think to DJ LeMahieu in terms of how much they want to play this guy, and Kiner Falefa at shortstop I think. Um, you know, will 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 be an intriguing guy to watch. Obviously, if everybody clicks on all cylinders, this offense can be lethal. Um, you know, Stanton and Judge should put up if they stay healthy a ton of numbers. Aaron Hicks is always injured, and they have a lot of money and years still committed to him. But um, he does bring, for as much as I can't stand him, he does bring a couple of things to the table. But again, he has to stay healthy. Um, and you could say that for all these guys. Because uh, they're all hurt all the time, but Aaron Hicks brings that defensive flair in center field. He closes quickly. He is a good fielder with 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 a pretty solid arm. And if you put him there, um, you know, on occasion, you can mix and match. Put Judge in right, and then DH Stanton. Then put Stanton back in right, and then Judge in center, and all that. And again, I prefer Judge not to be in center. I really wish that he would play a corner outfield spot for good. Uh, right field has been his, his mojo there, uh, the judges' chambers and all that. But, you know, can he play left as well? Um, seems to me that it makes more sense with his body and and and, and saving him um, from extra opportunities to get injured uh, that playing right field or left field makes a lot more sense than center field. Um, 
you know, and throw Joey Gallo out there in center, throw Aaron Hicks out there in center, but, you know, Aaron Judge on occasion okay, but not really for the regular uh, playing center field. So uh, those are some of the options that I think the Yankees have. Um, and then, you know, as, as far as specific batting order goes, um, you know, projected lineup uh, as far as in the field that I just gave you, but as far as, you know, uh, at the plate, I just, I don't know. I, I think... Aaron Boone might mess around with this lineup quite a bit from the standpoint of it looks like they want to set the table with Josh Donaldson hitting leadoff. Um, and so you could probably have a Josh Donaldson and then you would put Aaron Judge right there and then Anthony Rizzo, even though I like Donaldson, Rizzo, Judge, just because I'm a big righty, lefty, righty. I just like to keep it balanced. Um, but I could see Donaldson then Judge. Judge obviously hitting two instead of three. Uh, from an analytics standpoint, they're doing that clearly because he can get more opportunities at the dish. Um, you know, you throw Anthony Rizzo in there at the three. You have John Carlos Stanton there at the four. Uh, LeMahieu probably going to be inserted right into that solid middle of the lineup area at number five. Uh, and then from there, just a plethora of different options. I mean, you could go Gallo, Hicks, Torres, Higashioka. Again, it's all going to depend on who's in the lineup anyway. Um, Kalefa. Uh, if he's playing shortstop, um, maybe he would hit eighth, obviously. Um, you know, again, if you don't have Aaron Hicks in there, but you have John Carlos Stanton playing the field, uh, you know, does that change, you know, kind of where guys are, or is it just kind of a replacement, right? Like whoever doesn't play center is now, um, on the bench and then the next guy just hits in the same spot. Um, maybe, maybe not because everybody has their own styles to hitting, but, um, I think this is a 92-93 win team. I think it's going to be awfully difficult for them to uh, make the World Series. They haven't made it since 2009. Um, this is just a team that does not um, look the part in terms of a World Series contender. They just don't. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of people hitting me up on social media and, you know, oh, you're so negative, and, and, and I'm not negative. I just don't think that there is a scenario where the New York Yankees are going to make the World Series. Uh, they haven't made one since 09. They haven't won one since 09. Um, the drought is getting long. The drought is getting tiring. And again, I do not think that you should be able to win the World Series every year, no matter how much money you spend. I've never said that once. But with the resources and the uh, you know payroll and everything in between that the Yankees have, as an advantage over many, many other teams. Now, granted, recently Jose Ramirez signs a huge deal with the Guardians. Uh, Wander Franco, a big deal with the Rays. So smaller market teams spending money, okay, you know, keeping superstars, etc. That's fine. You know, Wander Franco's on the Rays, but they don't have Stanton and Cole and the Hicks contract and, you know, and LeMahieu, right? That's the difference. They might have one or two. They don't have nine, um, Chapman's salary. I mean, and a lot of the Yankee players are just wildly overpaid. I mean, Aurelis Chapman's not worth his money at all. Garrett Cole will end up not being worth his money. Um, so there, there, Aaron Hicks is not worth his money. Um, you know, I don't know if Anthony Rizzo, I, I guess maybe he's worth a little bit, but the Rays, you know, the Jays, I think are better. I think Boston and, and the Yankees are kind of heading into the season neck and neck. I think it'll come down to who stays healthier there. But like, does anybody really believe that the Tampa Bay Rays are just going to disappear? Like, oh, well, they traded Austin Meadows. Okay, well, and they still have Margot kills people. They still have 
Brandon Lowe who kills people, Clutch, Wander Franco is one of the best young players in the game. By the way, isn't it wild when you look at a roster and you see born in 2001? Wow. Uh, Yandy Diaz, great player. Jamin Choi, really good player. They've got depth at catcher and Zanino and Mejia. I mean, come on. They're going to roll out all these fireballers in terms of starting rotation and bullpen. Um, rotation leaves a lot to be desired for sure. Uh, they picked up Corey Kluber. Let's see if he can find some magic uh, there. Uh, but but I just don't see the, the, you know, the Yankees um, being as good as Tampa. They have trouble with Tampa. And Toronto right now is just... Uh, when you look at their lineup top to bottom, uh, it's absurd. I mean, they, they might have the best lineup in, in baseball going into the year. And uh, man alive. I mean, I, you know, do you want to mess with the Blue Jays? For crying out loud. And by the way, if the Yankees have to go into Toronto, well, not have to, they will they, they will they will definitely be playing in Toronto. But when they do, uh, again, if guys aren't vaccinated, they can't get into the country. And so that hurts, you know, who, Judge, LeMayhew, some of these guys at this point. So, you know, they best be getting vaccinated to help the team here because if they're going to try to beat Toronto, they're going to need Aaron Judge and DJ LeMayhew in there. Um, I don't love the Blue Jays pitching staff. Uh, I think they have a lot of unproven guys. Uh, obviously, Hyun Jin Ryu is a terrific pitcher. He'll be fine. Um you know, but again, damaged goods, Kevin Gosman, you got a lot of starters. Jose Barrios is obviously, you know, the 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 big there, the big guy there in, in, in this in this rotation. I've loved him for a long time. Um, was really, really hoping, really, really hoping that uh, the Yankees would make a play at him uh, at some point down the down down the line. Um, I just think the guy has been a terrific, terrific player. Um a, a really good pitcher, um, and obviously, as we know, you know, with the Minnesota Twins, uh, had uh, an okay lineup, uh, but not the capability of the Toronto Blue Jays, right? I mean, it's just, their lineup is incredible, and Barrio should get a lot of opportunities to get extra wins uh, and and have more success, right? There's no no doubt about that, and if you remember... The Twins traded him to the Blue Jays for Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson. And I just don't think that was a good trade for Minnesota. I think you have to get a way more for Jose Barrios uh, than that. So uh, those are the two guys I, I think are pretty good for the Blue Jays at the top of the rotation. The rest, uh, very unproven. Bullpen, very unproven. Um, so that might keep the Yankees in it a little bit longer, a little bit later. Uh, and then you've got a situation where, you know, I mentioned the Rays. I think the Red Sox will be, uh, again, they, they have a very, very good lineup, you know, Verdugo and Devers and, and all that. It's going to come down to pitching bullpen for them as well. they got Xander Bogarts now in a contract year. Um, you know, they, they signed Trevor Story, so they've got a, a, a corner, you know, kind of a backbone cornerstone franchise type of guy. Um, but, man, back to Toronto's lineup for a second. Good grief. I mean, Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, you had Matt Chapman. You know, you have Vlad, Vlad Jr., who's an MVP candidate. The outfield is absolutely stupid. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel, and George Springer. <laughs> I mean, it's the lineup is just absurd. It, it really is. The Central, I think, is a pretty weak division. Uh, and the AL West, I think, is fairly weak. I know there's a lot of um, you know hype around the Mariners this year. Uh, people are chopping at the bit for a full season from Trout and Otani with the Angels. But again, starting pitching, bullpen. Everywhere you go, 
uh, in the American League, and the Yankees are no different, starting pitching and bullpen either unproven or lacking, or they get taxed because one hurts the other because they're just getting completely and utterly, um, you know, they're not getting enough production from one, so then bang, you've got the, you've, you've got the taxing of the other side. Um, the Yankees are no different in that particular point, but if you're a Yankee fan, that could be something to say, okay, maybe that gives them a little bit more of a chance here uh, to pick up more wins and, and to be a threat to make the World Series because the AL is certainly, um, I think, weaker um, than last year. And I think it's probably weaker if you put it up against the National League, for that matter. Um, you know, best teams versus best teams, middle of the pack, bottom feeders, whatever. I think the NL's probably got a little bit of an edge there. I mean, when you look at the Dodgers and you look at the Braves, um, you know, there's the Cardinals and the Brewers. Um, so we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of bad teams in Major League Baseball. I mean, there really are. It's just terrible, terrible teams. So there's my forecast of the 2022 New York Yankees. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy, the Syracuse Fitness Store, Camillus Golf Club, and our terrific friends over at Burton Ace Hardware. If you're in and around Central New York, stop by. Ace is the place, Burton Ace Hardware. Everything inside and outside of your home that you might need. New garbage cans, toilet seats, uh, mulch, you name it. They've got awesome grills for the spring and summer season as well. Stop by Burton Ace Hardware. Sign up for their value program, and you will save a ton and get a bunch of free stuff. They also have local vendors with pickles and beef jerky and sauces uh, as well. So you can pick up some of the best local vendor uh, you know, amenities around at Burton Ace Hardware. They should have the mums coming out soon as well. So get on over to Burton Ace Hardware, Route 11 in Burton, right in front of the Burton Bridge if you're in and around central New York. And of course, find the ML Sports Platter on all the big social platforms, like the platform on Facebook, follow on Instagram, and you can uh, check out my ML Sports takes all over Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and IGTV, Instagram. Thanks again for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.